Welcome to the Victorian Parent Council VPC Parent Podcast Series. VPC is a registered charity organisation dedicated to everyone who support parents in educating their children. I'm Jackie Vanderbilt, your host today. Today we're going to be speaking with an expert on careers, career planning, subject selection and post-school options. Welcome Catherine. Hi Jackie. Catherine, before we get started, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? I've um, got a background in education, so I'm actually a trained secondary teacher who taught design tech and I've worked in a number of different schools over the years. The last 20 years I've spent in human resources and recruitment, helping adults and students find their path as to where to go next. And about seven, eight years ago, I set up a business called Turning Point Consulting and our focus is very much on working with students throughout their schooling and their tertiary studies as much as adults in their life decide where they're going and what they're doing. So our focus is on careers and transition, but also well-being, which is integral, and leadership and personal skills. Um, I also do a lot of work in the wellbeing space with Wellbeing Australia, where we focus on positive strategies to really manage what's happening in the world. And Catherine, you and I know each other from from, from way back when. Um, and Catherine's also a mum, so skin is very much so. Forget to comment that. <laughs> the game. <laughs> Catherine, seriously, I can't believe that we're even having these sorts of conversations about vocational or, or, or vet subjects and their merit or lack of merit. Are, are you seeing a trend in the, in the a shift in thinking around, around this or are we still having the same old conversations again and again? I think it's bewildering that we're having the same conversations. I feel like there was progress and then we've gone backwards. I actually feel we've gone backwards in the last few years, which I find heartbreaking. Um, and I think it's very, very closely related to the increase in youth unemployment and youth mental health and all of those spikes that we've been seeing. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I can't believe we're still having this conversation and that, that it's even a, a separate conversation to what we talk about in schools. It's very much differentiated from sort of the, the mainstream school conversation. So I think the shift is coming more from parents, and I'm really proud of parents for doing that because I am seeing more parents starting to to worry and care for their children and be saying, you know what, we really need to be thinking about what's right for you. And I think that that is encouraging schools to come on board. Equally, there are a number of schools, even those that I've been working with, who are thinking more holistically. And so that pastoral piece of taking care of our our students in the, the whole piece as to looking forward. To me, it's a bit of a no-brainer because we look at the workplace and 30% of jobs are vocational jobs that do not require a degree. So why are we encouraging people to get a degree when it is not required? It's fascinating to me. I, I find it incredible. <laughs> it's a, it, is, it, was a, it was a sort of cyclical conversation, you know, quite a number of years ago, and you're right, it did start to get a bit of a, a wriggle on in terms of um, being just part of a regular conversation mm. subject choices and the subjects were not... Um, there was there was no differentiation in the sense of you know you'll be down this academic stream you'll be down the vocational stream and I think that was fundamentally because there were changes in the the way the various states organised their um, education act and so on that they were able to facilitate these courses within schools and within the school curriculum so yeah, correct yeah it became possible um, but there there's still with parents and with schools too, this perception that somehow vet courses, vocational courses, mm. are less than. How, oh. 
How can we overcome that? I know. I know. Look, I would agree. And it is, it is perceptions. And unfortunately, it is this perception that is entrenched in, in some people. And do you know that the funny thing is often I find people who are working in vocational industries want their child to go down an academic pathway because they don't want them to have the life they had. And yet the children are actually really happy with that life and don't see any problem with it. So to be really candid, sometimes you're right, it's, it's us as parents that are putting this perception and stigma onto the conversation. For, for schools, I mean, sometimes it's that what they're measuring themselves is the academic outcomes and so they don't see that parents or a community will value that piece. To me, that's ridiculous that we're having that thought. I always look at it from a holistic point of view and you can look at the school as an organisation or you can look at the organisation you're working within yourself. But there is no need for all of us to be going down an academic pathway because the simple fact of the matter is there will be a large chunk of us that are not academically inclined, but we are incredibly capable and intelligent people. And I think the perception issue I have is when it reflects back to children. So I, I will have students saying to me when they're coming to make those subject choices, oh, I'm not very smart, I'm not very intelligent, so I'm just going to. And I'm thinking, my goodness, what a stigma is associated to that. And yet when they tell me what they want to do, it's brilliant. It's absolutely using who they are and where they're going and they will only succeed in life because of the choices they've made. So I have to question why we're coming in with this negative before the positive of what we're doing. So I think that value piece has to come from home it has to come from the school as well. But if it's not coming from the school, that's where home can really step up. Um, I have had parents who have said, I haven't paid for all of this education for my son to be a plumber or my daughter to be a hairdresser or whatever it might be. So we have to remember our own language around that. And I think if we're really talking about caring for our children in their transition from school to life beyond, Everything that comes back that parents say to me is I want them to be healthy and well and I want them to be employed. You know, all the research is showing us that the vocational pathways have the highest employment rate right now. So if we look at it from a factual point of view, we should be looking that if our child is that way inclined and I have one of my daughters that is inclined toward vocational and always has been and we fully support her on it because that is the right thing for her and she is passionate about it. Um, we've got one daughter who was toying with the two and she's in her senior years at the moment and we valued both pathways equally because that's what we need to do to be able to show her she should choose where she's wanting to go and genuinely we believe both of the pathways she's choosing will have positive outcomes for employment but also for her in her own choices in life. Exactly. I, I think what's really interesting too is that there's a um, there's there's certainly rigour in vocational education and training yeah. that, that until you actually start, you know, doing it yourself or, or, or you're walking alongside it, you know, one of your children who might be doing that, you don't fully appreciate. I actually didn't until I actually got into that, which was a long time after I, you know, uni and university and working, you know, using my, using my academic qualifications for work, I then had to turn around at one point and start to really get involved in my workplace with vocational education. Mm. And when I started actually doing it myself, I, the, the, 
I realised the rigour around this was was incredible. Um, mm. And I think that we underestimate that. You know that there is a there's a really um, a really high level of um, of competency that's required and uh, skill that needs to be demonst- acquired and demonstrated. Yeah. Um, but it is a fundamental lack of knowledge, isn't it? It's a lack of knowledge of what is the structure of the course and what the outcomes are that we're measuring, but also what those courses are. So quite often people will sit there and say, well, we're not doing that because it's not valued. Yet all of the things that will be done in that course are directly translated into the workplace. So those those students that finish that certificate can immediately go and apply that into a number of different places. Yep. Equally, people have a, a perception and a, a lack of knowledge in the breadth of areas that are actually vocational pathways. So we have a lot of people transitioning down a business pathway through vocational studies and loving it and being assets to business while at school, being employed in casual jobs while at school as a result of being involved in that course. We've got people who are looking at going down financial paths, um, veterinary and animal care, all of these sorts of fields that are all going down that. And I think there's a real lack of knowledge that people have this narrow view of what vocational subjects are and learning is, and they're not necessarily opening themselves to those transition options. The other thing is people really don't understand that I can complete vocational studies and go through to Certificate 4 or whatever I go to and then work towards a degree if it is required for my job and I want it. And construction is a classic example of that. We can still end up with a degree, but you know what? We don't have the debt when we're going in to get the degree because usually we've had a job and we've saved up and a lot of the guys I know within a couple of years own their own places because of the earning within it. That's right. I was, that's exactly the point I was going to get to next was that so many of these vocational courses now, um, you know, with, uh, you know, seeing that continual, continual line of, you know, continuous study progress that you can, you can work through, actually do articulate through, mm. from certificate two and three all the way through to a degree if that's where you want, it's a, that's where you need to go and where you choose to go. Absolutely. And we see organisations are structuring that, whether it's, you know, universities or um, organisations and associations in particular industries, they're doing it because they are valuing the vocational pathway that is proving that person is a positive and constructive employee in the field and so deserves to have more learning opportunities and growth within their career as a result of applying that learning, as opposed to people coming out with a PhD that may never have ever had a job. And I have met many of these people, finished a PhD and never had a job outside of that university life. Well, there's a very big difference around a number of aspects there as to what can we do in a workplace. And I think the variety of vocational courses that are now being um, offered within schools or, um, or uh, you know, or, or given those opportunities given to students through associated RTOs mm. is starting to grow um, more and more. So there's loads of choice there, isn't there? Absolutely. And that's about having the conversation. And I think quite often what happens as parents is we get this list of subjects and we just look at what's there, but we don't go back and question. And I think we should be responsible enough that if we know our child is a practical learner or not not thriving in the structured school system, whatever it might be, and needs that extra opportunity to feel successful and to be able to thrive in their life, It's our responsibility to support our children in having that conversation with the school. And from my experience, most of the time the schools, as you say, have pathways we can use, but they don't advertise all of it because they can't, because it's so big and so broad now. 
And so if we know what our, our child is best suited to and interested in just by utilising online resources to seek things out and going and having specific conversations with the school, a large part of the time you can progress through. Um, schools will then work out how to structure it in. And if they don't work out how to structure it in, that's a different conversation you can have. But at least your child has this glimmer of hope as to what is in the foreseeable future that is really well suited to them. And to me, that's quite critical. And I think what's really lovely too is that you don't have to have that delineated path anymore, that you can have be doing those courses that you, that traditional school courses that you, that we, we all know and love, right, that yep. you know, they might have that passion to be, you know, doing higher levels of English and, and literature and so on and also doing a vocational course alongside. So you don't have to have this split personality. Absolutely. Doing it all at the same time. That's right. And often thriving in all subjects because of that diversity, because we're not just complacently going through, we're not being compliant, we're actually being engaged in our learning. It, it sparks all those different aspects. And for a lot of students, it's the vocational piece that creates meaning in the other subjects. The other subjects suddenly connect to what I'm going to be doing or what life outside of school looks like. And there's actually a large percentage of students who would very happily not be at school, and that's just a fact, so not be at school if they didn't have to, but aren't opposed to school. It's just that they want something that is meaningful to them. And I think it's about connecting that because then there's not such a big separation because I can thrive academically through a vocational pathway. And there's a lot of examples of that in um, the, the results for senior students that are applying these learnings and getting great results. Thank you to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Want to know more about this podcast and other VPC podcasts? Please visit the VPC website, theparentscouncil.vic.edu.au and leave a review. We would also welcome you to contact us if you would like to be our guest or if you have a topic around parenting and education. Thank you to Melbourne singer Emma Sydney for her permission to use her soundtrack, Cherish. Until next time, thank you for listening.